Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of IBD Heal, a podcast brought to you by High Carb Health. I'm your host Shakul and today we have another inspirational story of someone healing from an autoimmune condition. This time it's Nicole's story about how she healed from ulcerative colitis and I think you guys will really enjoy this. She goes into detail about what she experienced how her experience with the doctors was and also she discusses in detail how she was able to heal, how she experienced going through the high carb health program and what her life is like now. So let's get into the video. We'll start off with a few highlights uh, from the overall video and then Nicole will discuss how she was able to heal from ulcerative colitis. Take care everyone. I distinctly remember I was still high on the anesthesia and you know the doctor telling me um, about it that it that it confirming the UC and, and I said I'm going vegan my mom was sitting next to me <laughs> and he laughed he laughed at me oh yeah and yeah he said you know diet has nothing to do with it it was really disheartening I would say just because you know this is a Harvard educated you know specialist he's supposed to be the expert toxic drugs biologics was a conversation they started to want to have with me and I I said absolutely not it's not it's not an option so I decided to go back online and, and research again and this time I found high carb health thankfully I found the program to just be really brilliant and, and digestible no actually no pun intended in terms of breaking it down um, the number one thing right the body is self-healing yeah um, and what was really really great is that um this realization that there is nothing wrong with you i remember preparing for the worst i re i remember telling my family my boyfriend my friends you know i'm going to get sick and then mm. and, and things are going to get worse before they get better mm -hmm. and that's a part of the process that is how the body is going to heal yeah, exactly. I went I went on the healing diet and uh, I felt amazing. Mm. It was as if someone put a new battery inside mm. my body. Uh, mentally, there were two things that got me through it. First, being you, <laughs> you were great. You you could see that that I was that I was shaken and that mm. I was rattled. Mm. Uh, gave me the the support um, that I needed and the reassurance. I realized like the edge is coming up. I could sleep at night. Um, and it wasn't disruptive anymore. Mm. Well, at first, I, I feel great. Mm. I, I feel like we've cracked the code <laughs> of this, and it feels so good, especially as you progress week by week. Your bowel movements are easy, mm -hmm. um, effortless. So it was, I'd say, great to have the weekly mm. support and guidance from, from someone who had the perspective of helping hundreds of people. Yeah. Like you said, like I had a second wave, and if I was doing this by myself, I, I would feel lost. I'm actually a painfully private person, and mm. um, and I felt a new, I feel a newfound responsibility right, to share my experience with others in a similar position, since it's it is so hard to find yeah. information on a natural solution. If you <laughs> yeah. found, you know, like I got health, you're watching the testimonial, yeah. uh, and you're considering it, do it. Hello everyone, it's testimonial time and I'm joined by Nicole who now has a life after ulcerative colitis. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. All right. So today we are going to celebrate Nicole's journey about how she's been able to do what most people think medically impossible, which is heal and reverse the ulcerative colitis that she was diagnosed with in 2018. So uh, Nicole, if I just get you to start off with talking about your journey on how you found out that you had ulcerative colitis and then kind of the lead up to, you know, getting diagnosed and things like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, so it started, um, I'd say at first I had seen blood, but didn't think anything of it. Since it wasn't, you know, disruptive at all, I had regular bowel movements, um, but it wasn't until one night that I became very bloated. And right. I had these urges to go to the bathroom. And I just had like uh, a new cashew yogurt that I had tried. I had tried like a new kombucha a couple days <laughs> before. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm having some sort of reaction to, to this. Um, but the problem was it lasted over a week. Hmm. And I thought, okay, maybe this is a one-time thing. Um, I really didn't want to dwell on it. Um, and then these episodes is what I would call them, happened three or four times again in the next six months. Hmm. And then I knew, okay, something something was wrong and, and I needed to get it checked out. Right. And so what did you do from there? Like you obviously went to the GP and what kind of responses did you get from your medical team? Yes. So um, I went to, actually went to a gastroenterologist uh, okay. immediately because um, I knew it had to have been focused on, on that area. Mm -hmm. um, and he uh, did, he ran the standard test. So uh, he looked for the blood work markers, um, calprotectin mm -hmm. in, in my school, uh, and then the colonoscopy. Um, and everything pointed to UC, like my calprotectin was over 600. Mm -hmm. I was positive for the markers. And, um, you know, immediately after my colonoscopy, he confirmed um, that it was UC, that it was mild. You mm -hmm. know, it only affected like the lower part of my colon. Um, and the thing was, it, uh, UC isn't anything new to me uh, because right. my aunt had it. So mm -hmm. we were, so I was familiar with it, but I was very surprised because her symptoms were much more disruptive um, mm. and they felt different from mine. And uh, I remember, I distinctly remember I was still high on the anesthesia and, you know, the doctor telling me um, about it, that it, that it confirming the UC. And, and I said, I'm going vegan. My mom was sitting next to me <laughs> and he laughed. He laughed at me. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he said, you know, diet has nothing to do with it. Um, but he, he did admit to avoid um, like processed meat, mm. which already was something that wasn't a part of my diet. I actually um, didn't eat meat. I didn't mm. eat dairy. Um, I would have fish or eggs like on occasion. Most like I didn't keep them in the house. Mm. I would have them when I was out. Um, but otherwise, it was mainly like plant-based mm -hmm. uh, with some say, minimally to moderately processed, you know, plant foods. Mm. It was, uh, it was really disheartening, I would say, just because, you know, this is a Harvard educated, you know, specialist. He's supposed to be the expert. Um, and I would find that over the next year of my journey that he wasn't an exception. Mm. I, I spoke to, I think, nearly eight different wow. doctors. Wow. Um, 
And any time that I would try to engage them in a conversation about diet, I would say, oh, I'm, I'm eating this, I'm not eating, I'm avoiding this. Um, they would all, they would all roll their eyes. Mm. Um, like I was, I was talking to a wall. Um, right. It was so, so frustrating. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, obviously they put you on the medications and what kind of medications were you taking and how did they, how did you feel on them? Yeah. So, uh, he gave me an anti-inflammatory, right? Which is, tends to be like the level one go-to mm-hmm. um, patient. And I really struggled with the decision. Um, I ultimately decided, okay, you know, I'll take this short term. It will help me uh, put water on the fire. But what I really wanted to do was turn the gas off. Mm. Uh, so I went home at that point in time and I did a lot of research. I went online I read everything I could. Um, you know, I came across STD. I, I read a, a book on that. I ended up with a paleo naturopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I read Dr. Klein's book. Right. Um, and I, I, I figured, you know, what I was doing wasn't working, right? Because it, it brought me to this position. I need, I need to change, but I needed help navigating what needed mm. to change. Mm. Um, Dr. Klein's book made the most sense to me, yeah. but it was so intimidating. And I, I know <laughs> many other people are in the same position and feel that way too. Yeah. And as someone, I'm a rule follower as well. Mm-hmm. And just, it felt so impossible. Uh, so what I tried to do is in everything that I, that I read, I tried to find the commonalities between it all um, and try to design mm. a program for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, incorporate more bananas um have more fresh juices more squash but then i took you know supplements from my naturopath i also did acupuncture Mm -hmm. i was about that too (laughs) Uh, i kept a daily diary to try to you know like identify what what are my trigger foods Mm -hmm. i was really about labels Mm -hmm. um really trying to eat just whole foods Mm -hmm. um Still ended up with no meat, no dairy. That was non-negotiable to me. But uh, what probably was uh, the worst part is I ended up eating more eggs because Mm -hmm. of it, Mm -hmm. Uh, more nuts, more fat, uh, and I cut out grains and legumes. All right. All right. And, you know, obviously you made, that's quite a significant change, uh, you know, and most people would consider that to be quite a healthy diet. which obviously we know that it's not, especially if you're using lots of eggs and a very high fat diet. Um, we've made plenty of videos on that. Uh, people want to check them out. Uh, but uh, how did it make you feel? Like, was there a little bit of improvement, but still symptoms, or did it make you feel worse? Or, yeah, tell us. So um, it felt like it was working. So mm-hmm. over, over the next year, um, I ended up weaning myself off of the anti-inflammatory, being good for a few months, mm-hmm. and then having a Right. And then going back on the anti-inflammatory, weaning myself off, good for a few months, um, and then everything hit the fan mm. uh, in mm. November 2019. So it was like exactly a year after yeah. my diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a very interesting point you make because you know, certain dietary changes can actually, like, make your symptoms dissipate for a while, you know, 
um, extra fat in the diet and some sorts of high fat diets, they can actually stop your body from doing certain healing work, which means you kind of relieve yourself of the symptoms. It's like a short term fix. And what happens in the end is that, yes, you feel some relief, but then eventually it will kind of come to an end, <laughs> you know, like you'll just like, as you experience. So kind of what happened, like what were your symptoms like in, in that um, time in November? Yeah, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> it, I had a toxicity crisis. Mm. So I was in a ton of pain. Um, my CRP was at 58. Mm-hmm. Um, had a hard time like walking, just moving. I just mm. felt very comfortable and I had bowel movements like I've never had before more so what I would traditionally have associated with yeah. with UC yeah uh, I lost a ton of weight mm-hmm. uh, which was which was scary to me because I'm not a very big person I'm quite thin I'm, I'm five eight mm. like 118 pounds and in uh, a week and a half I lost close to close to seven pounds mm. um, and it was my always my worst fear to end up in the hospital you mm. you've people's journeys and experiences with with this disease hmm. and um more often than not that is part of it and i was so stubborn uh, i really didn't want to end up in the hospital and uh, i fought it for as long as i could um but it was unavoidable at, at that point in time so i ended up in the hospital to add insult to injury i had gastritis as well as um, uh, another colonoscopy to show that my UC had escalated and had went from mild to to severe. So my mm. entire colon was was infected. Yeah. So all that time that you thought you were doing the right thing, it was actually behind the scenes. Your 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 you know the inflammation was getting higher and the ulceration was getting worse. And then eventually, when the body built up enough energy, it was like, right, let's do this. You know, and you end up, yeah, I mean, it's not an uncommon story. You know, you're you're not the only one who's had kind of situations like this. So, okay, so tell us about the hospital experience. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Um, it was so bad. I, I spent a week in, in the hospital. Hmm. Uh, and when I was in there, I vowed I would never, I would never be in that position again. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many parts of it that were terrible, but one thing that really stands out to me was the food was itself poison, um, which I think is the irony of it all, right? They tried to feed me, you know, white bread, deli meat. I took, I took pictures of it and um, I felt like a prisoner in, mm. in that sense. I refused to eat it. Um, my, so fortunate, my, my best friend and my boyfriend would cook me food, cook me potatoes, zucchini, carrots, and bring it to me so that, so that I can eat something wholesome and, and nourishing not going to yeah. exacerbate my my situation yeah okay cool and then obviously they must have stabilized you and got you out of there um yeah. and what happened after that like obviously maybe you started looking for other alternatives or what happened yeah um it's funny because uh so they did they put me on on prednisone mm-hmm. i i figured I need to take it to calm my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I was released, I, I, went to the, <laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. 
like prisoner. Um, I uh, went to the grocery store and I bought a bunch of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And I remember taking a picture and sending it to my mom, sending it to my boyfriend and saying, you know, this is, this will be my medicine. Hmm. This is what I'm going to be be doing. Because I tried to remember some of the principles of of David Klein. Hmm. Um, I... Toxic drugs, biologics was a conversation they started to want to have with me. And I, I said, absolutely not. It's not, it's not an option. Hmm. Um, and for the long-term sustainability, I, you know, I want to keep my colon as yes. well. Yes. Um, so I decided to go back online and, and research again. And this time I found high carb health. Thankfully, mm-hmm. uh, I watched all of the testimonials. Uh, I find them so inspiring to hear other people's journeys like mine. Mm. And I still watch them to this day, right? Like I, they, they are what inspired me to, to commit to it. Um, but also I did it, watch them during my journey mm-hmm. and I still watch them. I, I think they're, they're amazing. And yeah, everyone is amazing for, for being a, a warrior in that sense. Okay. And so that's obviously why you decided to join the program after watching all the testimonials. And yeah, you're not, not alone in that either. I think that everybody who um, decides to share their journey is, is, is very brave and inspirational to both myself and Shamiz because, you know, it's not easy to talk about things that have happened to you, especially things that haven't gone well in the past. Um, so, and especially talking about bowel health is not a topic that most people like to talk about, but I think it should be. Um, and so, you know, full credit to you for coming online and sharing your journey too. Um, yeah. So talk about the whole experience, like getting in contact with us and the consultation with Shamiz and, and kind of the, the process from there. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. It was, it was easy. It was, uh, natural. Mm. Um, I, found the program to just be really brilliant and, and digestible. No, actually no pun intended <laughs> in terms of breaking it down, yeah. like into pieces, especially yeah. overwhelmed by, by mm. Dr. Klein, um, by Dr. Klein's um, book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. It was just seamless. Yeah. And what did you learn from, you know, Talk about the first. Just talk about the consult you have with Shamiz, and then talk about what you learnt um, from the initial kind of information pack that we send everyone. Ah, yes. Okay. So uh, the consult with Shamiz was just a great opportunity to connect with someone who's been in the same position, hmm. uh, and found that to be really inspiring. And it, it's just great to relate hmm. to, to someone like that. So hmm. sharing my experience, um, showing you know that there is, of course, a life after. After this, it is the long-term sustainable option. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really nice. Um, and then uh, once we got uh, signed up and on board, um, the number one thing, right? The body is self-healing. Yeah. Um, and what was really really great is that um, this realization that there is nothing wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> have right this there's something wrong with you yeah and and you're different from from other people and you're not normal but you learn right that the body is self-healing and it 
trying to rid itself of the toxicity. I remember you saying your body has the energy now to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what's unnatural for it. It's what's bad for it. So it was, it was a great, um, uh, like realization. Yeah. Yeah. Certain things that are perpetuated in, in the way we look at IBD inflammation is bad for you. No, it's not, you know, obviously you don't want it too long. Uh, other things like, you know, the body is attacking itself. No, it's not, you know? Um, yeah. Why would it do that? So, you know, once you understand what the body's trying to achieve through the whole healing process, then you have a much better understanding of what you're trying to do and why you're doing it. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest learnings that most people get on the program anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly it. All right. So you got all the information you learned about what your body's trying to achieve. Uh, talk about the healing journey and what that was like. (laughs) Um, so I think like, like everyone, especially when you look at the testimonials, there's fear of the unknown, right? There's fear of like the detox. You, Mm. you don't know how bad it'll get, how Mm -hmm. long it'll be. Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember preparing for the worst. I I remember telling my family, my boyfriend, my friends, you know, I'm going to get sick. And, then, mm. and and things are going to get worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the process. That is how the body is going to heal. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, in terms of like my journey, um, what was interesting to me was that it happened in two phases, yeah. which is not what I was, what <laughs> I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and I can go into like each. So like the first phase, um, since I was on steroids and, and you can't stop them, you know, tomorrow, mm. uh, I had a schedule for two months to re- to reduce it over yeah. time. Yeah. And in hindsight, I actually think that was, was beneficial. Uh, I think it, I think it helped support mm-hmm. my body mm-hmm. during this. Um, and I think it, um, made it a little bit more relatively mild, I guess. Um, I also found that I didn't take all the liberties that I, that I could have in the transition diet. I, I kept it quite simple mm. from the start. Mm. Um, so I, I think maybe that may have, may have helped. Yeah. And we'll just clarify that, you know, the, the initial phase of the program was a transition phase. So the transition diet is the first part. And that's kind of yeah. what you were doing while you were taking the medication, um, yeah. just to prepare your body, you know, eating clean foods, but not, being so strict that you kind of have, um, yeah, just that really kind of elimination diet where there's only a few th- different things you can eat. Like you don't want to go on that for too long or too early in your journey. Otherwise you'll kind of, yeah, be like, where do you go from here? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so yeah, kind of carry on with how the transition phase went. Yeah. I, I think in, in hindsight, it was relatively mild. Hmm. Um, in terms of uh, how I felt and like some of the challenges that I had um first being conditioning my body to eat uh a lot more food Mm -hmm. Uh, because the volume of food is Mm. (laughs) more than I was used to Mm -hmm. Um, so you know that was uh, a little bit of a challenge and I think it would make me a bit nauseous because of it Mm. Uh, I would get a little lightheaded sometimes my my energy levels weren't great um so I'd get tired and that's just when you listen to your body and, and take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, skin-wise, I would get, I had a little bit of acne on my face. 
uh, dry skin around my around my lips. Uh, I got a nice cold sore, which was which was fun. Um, some more bowel movements, but not not extreme. Hmm. Uh, I tried one day seven times, hmm. um, and it was just a, a short little window. Um, and I lost some more weight, so hmm. maybe another another six pounds or so. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really interesting journey because you kind of got better reasonably quickly. And so we we kind of started to move from into the healing phase pretty quickly, didn't we? Um, so you went on the healing diet for a bit and you were doing really well, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I went, I went on the healing diet and uh, I felt amazing. Mm. It was as if someone put a new battery inside mm. my body. Mm. Uh, and, and again, you don't... you. Uh, at least my expectations were once you go on the healing diet, like things will get worse, right? Because that is really when you kick things into high gear. Yeah. Uh, but it went the opposite way. Mm. Uh, I felt incredible. Mm. Uh, and we're, I was on the healing diet, I think, for, for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we started to transition me yeah. into post-healing. Post-healing, yeah. <laughs> and I was great for, for I, I looked back, I was great for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd already introduced um, all fruits and vegetables, grains, salads, mm -hmm. and then one <laughs> night, it, I did a 180. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. like what happened was Nicole's body hadn't completely finished detoxifying and it had not enough energy to finish everything in one go. So, you know, as it built up the energy again... It, it went mm -hmm. for a second healing wave and doesn't happen very often, but you know, occasionally it does and it did for you. And so kind of talk about the challenges that you faced, you know, like, cause when you go through yeah. the second one, it's not only the physical challenge, it's the mental challenge where you think, okay, maybe I'm, I don't have to deal with this any longer. And then you do. That's exactly it. That was, that was the harder, the hardest part. because mm. I started to mentally uh, beat myself up because mm. I thought, did I um, introduce too much too quickly? Like it, it really did rattle me mentally. And I, mm. and I also thought, you know, the worst is over. Yeah. I'm out of the woods. Like yeah. I am into post-healing. And yes, there, there are some challenges with reintroduction um, that, that could happen, but mm. I wasn't expecting it like mm. this. So yeah. I, I experienced the more like classic, like um, I, I think detox symptoms mm -hmm. where, my bowel movements were looser, they were more painful, and for the first time I was waking up in yeah. the middle of the night uh, to actually go, yeah. which I never had to deal with before. Mm. Um, but I found comfort, well, you were incredibly supportive during that process because <laughs> you could tell that uh, it really, it threw me off my game. Yeah. Uh, because again, I didn't think it was possible. Um, you, start to, to, you start to doubt yourself, don't you? Because you're like, oh, yeah. is, am I ever going to get over this? And, you know, a lot of people, if you don't have guidance at that point, it's quite easy to give up. Oh, this is not going to work for me, you know, um, and not fully understanding what the body's trying to achieve and why it's doing that. And um, so, you know, talk about how long it lasted and, and kind of like how you kind of got through that physically and mentally yeah yeah uh so luckily it lasted just two weeks hmm. um 
mentally, there were two things that got me through it. First being you, <laughs> you were great. You, you could see that, that I was, that I was shaken and that mm. I was rattled, mm. uh, gave me the, the support, um, that I needed and the reassurance that, Hey, this, this seems like a, a second healing wave. Mm. Um, and by, um, reintroducing that idea, I started to reflect on, okay, well, are there other parts of my body that need to be healed? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've actually, in addition to UC, I actually have like a chronic leg issue that I've had for much longer, for like 10 years. Yeah, so explain that because I was going to mention that um, as, yeah. as something that, you know, was completely different to what we initially started working towards. Um, but, you know, there's something else that you had all the tests done for, didn't you? Just talk about this situation that you had with, with your leg. Yes, yes, complete medical mystery. So uh, over the past 10 years, I've had chronic like lower leg pain. It's from like my knee resonates down. Um, I've been to all different types of specialists. Every test you can, you can think of. Mm. Uh, and no smoking gun. Nobody can, can identify what the issue is. Mm. And that's also mentally quite draining on me because it's, it, it was even more disruptive to my life, honestly, than, than the UC before it escalated. Yeah. Because I was just in excruciating pain. Uh, I couldn't sleep sometimes and it would come and go. Um, and yeah, mm. when, when you said, hey, this is a, a second wave, I thought, has my leg hurt much <laughs> recently? Like the edge had started to come off because mm, with the first wave it didn't fully stop hurting didn't yeah. it it's still, still come yeah. and go yeah. yes yes it would and um i realized like the edge is coming off i could sleep at night um and it wasn't disruptive anymore mm. Mm. um so that i found comfort in this like oh my body now feels strong enough to really address address that issue yeah, that's it's um yeah, it was quite fascinating when we came to that realization. Okay, maybe the second wave was trying to heal what's going on in the leg. You know, the first yeah. one got rid of the, you know, a lot of the bowel issues and then they came back because there's more toxins to be removed. And um yeah, I remember you telling me, Shakur, my leg just doesn't hurt anymore <laughs> You know, and, and that was like as the bowel started to get a little bit better and you started to get come you know, you know, as it said, it's the waves, so you gotta ride it, right? Um yeah. And, um, yeah, and then obviously it started to get better and the, and the leg pain just since that point hasn't returned, has it? No, no. It, it does. It's, it's very, very mild, right? Yeah. But yeah. It, not you like can it tell. Was. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. not at all. Not at all. Okay. And so that was your kind of healing journey, isn't it? So it's like we did kind of start edging towards post-healing and we got a reasonable way through that. Um, but we hadn't completed it, and so we just kind of like, okay, well, we'll pause that and we'll get back into healing because obviously there's more healing to be done. Um, I think that's really important to understand. Like people don't, you, can, you know, it's not just a, you know, you can't just click your fingers for this kind of stuff. You know, you've, you've damaged your body over a long period of time, and some people need two healing waves, some people need three healing waves. Um, most people only need one, thankfully. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know... Hey, you know, your body needs to do what it needs to do. And, you know, we just have to support that. And I think that's where the education and the support is. You know, that's where it really kicks in. Because if you're doing it by yourself, like, you're just like, what's going on here? 
Um, okay, so then you obviously it got better again, and your bowels were like working really well and you're feeling good again, and energy even better. I think you remember telling me than the previous wave, so you felt even better this time than you did the first time. You kind of felt better. Um, and talk people through what we do um, a little bit around the transition back towards post healing now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, each each week uh, we introduce kind of like a new class, I guess, of, of food. Mm. Uh, we would do certain vegetables, certain fruits, um, grains, mm. um, salads, so raw raw vegetables. Uh, and legumes, you know, mm-hmm. kind of last but not least. Yeah. Um, being conservative, which I, I found uh, such a <laughs> it's such a benefit from you. And <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's know, it's very easy to get um, to get very excited and rush into all sorts of different foods, and you know, obviously, yes, it is challenging when I'm trying to like going, hey, hold on, Nicole, just not yet, not yet, not yet. But you know, I think it's important that you take it slow. Um, cause yeah. as I say to people, you don't want to have to go through the whole thing again. You know, you don't want to rush into things too quickly before your body's ready for it. Um, but yeah, you know, eating things that people with UC can never dream of, you know, like raw salads and, and, and different types of fruits and so much fiber from the beans and the grains and, and things like that, that most people with UC just wouldn't dream of touching. So, um, that's how we know that, you know, if you can handle some of these foods as we go towards post-healing if you can handle them and your body's dealing with them well then we know that that a reasonable amount of healing has occurred Um, but yeah also just discuss how you know your body felt as you kept adding these different foods and and how you know the taste buds change that's really something important to talk about well first i i feel great Mm. i feel like we've cracked the code (laughs) of this yeah Uh, it's like it's a bit of a black box right especially in the the medical world mm. you can't cure it mm. um and i i love my morning juice yeah. I, I love smoothies i make smoothie bowls i, I love potatoes mm. uh, and it feels so good especially as you progress week by week to go into the grocery store and your world just opens up and opens up and opens up more mm. um, having the option of if you want to have this vegetable because it's it's in season looks good like you can or these beans or whatever it may be mm. uh, it's incredible to have have the variety yeah um, and it tastes amazing and you feel great mm. and what happens as you you know because you go on this healing diet which is very plain and obviously very strict um it resets you doesn't it like you start tasting the foods like you never had before yes especially like well, once I got into like the onion and garlic, mm-hmm. it's it was like a flavor <laughs> explosion and spices and things like that. Mm. But yeah, fruit tastes sweeter and you really, you enjoy it more. I think it's something you took for granted mm-hmm. in the past. Like, oh, um, but now uh, your body craves it. Yeah. Uh, it tastes good. It feels good. Um, same thing with, with vegetables too. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, so now we've kind of got to the point where we're very confident that you've that you've healed and you know you've been able to introduce all the things back into your diet. So talk about how you are feeling and what your symptoms are like and just what your life is like compared to what it was like when you were dealing with UC. Yeah, no, I I feel great. I, like I said, I feel like I've cracked <laughs> the code. Um, 
like there's I don't feel like there's any sort of shackles on me anymore and and you have a better understanding for your body how it operates what it needs to thrive mm-hmm. um, and it just yeah it feels amazing you know you, your bowel movements are easy mm-hmm. um, effortless you know things that we, we don't like to to talk about <laughs> yeah. um, but you find a comfort in talking about with you it's it's funny I, and I think that's one of the incredible parts of, of working together is mm. that um, there's this immediate comfort level right mm-hmm. to talk about everything traditionally like these bodily functions that you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about publicly yeah either. <laughs> yeah um, yeah I think Shamiz and I are trying to change that you know because everybody has them you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we've even gone to the, you know, the lens of showing what your bowel motions should look like after you heal, you see, you know. Um, so um, I don't think we should think this is like a taboo subject, you know, because the more people that don't talk about it, the more people wait longer before they get help, you know, because they get blood in their store, they don't want to talk about it, you know. Um, but we should talk about it and we should be open enough to understand that, you know, every other human being on the planet has bowel motions too. You know, and and there shouldn't be anything that's like taboo about this topic. I don't think anyway. I think one of the things we want to do is, you know, not make it as weird to discuss, you know, you know what you I mean, within reason. Um, but um, yeah. Um, so you're, you're mentioning the support. I think maybe we can elaborate on that a little bit more because we haven't talked about it a huge amount. Um, what what is what is included with you know like what is a what you're probably better to talk about it because I'm. I don't really understand it from a client's perspective. What what yeah. it means to you to have that support, and what does it feel like when you get you know regular contact and things. Yes, yeah. It um. So it was. I say great to have the weekly hmm. support and guidance from from someone who had the perspective of helping hundreds of people. Hmm. Like you said, like I had a second wave, and if I was doing this by myself, I I would feel lost. Hmm. Um. So nice to have to have you as a sounding board, um, and to to reassure or to approve, hmm. um, and to ask questions about like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Hmm. Um, I could get a better understanding for for my body and and take that with me for you know going forward for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. I said it was also a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned in terms of like that immediate comfort level, which was mm-hmm. which was really nice um, to have these conversations. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's no judgment. There's just like really yeah. like there's no need for us to judge anybody for their decisions or their actions, you know. And if you come from that place, then there's no need to feel awkward about anything. Yes. Yeah. It's like mm. don't be shy. Like mm. if you have questions, ask it. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've heard it before, and if you hadn't heard it yet, you'd probably hear it in the future, whatever it may be, and it and, and it benefits everyone. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, in terms of being conservative, mm. like it was, it was really good to have have you to um, make sure that my body was was ready. Um, you know, yeah. to take next steps, to make changes, really looking for like the long term sustainability yeah um, yeah no, it's that's more of a perspective in all of it like we tend to be a little bit more like in the now i think yes we want things to happen as quickly as possible um yeah so it's nice 
Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that I find when talking to people about the program is that the biggest um, kind of benefit is that when you talk to us, you kind of get to know what whether what you're going through is okay, whether it's expected or whether it's not. And I think yeah. if you're doing it by yourself, there's no way for you to know that. I mean, as you said, you know, we've it's coming up to more than 450 people that we worked with in the last five years. And so, you know, it's like you can tell, okay, this is what most people experience. This is not what most people experience when you do something about this situation. Um, and um, because unfortunately at this stage, our doctors aren't understanding the, the whole healing journey that you have to go through. You need that kind of extra guidance to um, educate on, on what's going on. Um, so I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's just the biggest benefit from my understanding after talking to everyone, you know, who goes through the program. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why I felt so uh, open and forthcoming about sharing um, yeah. questions I had or, or experience, things that I was experiencing mm. because you have that perspective. Like, is this usual? Is it more of an exception? Mm. Um, one detox can, can be a little different yeah definitely all right so you know obviously at this point i want to say a massive congratulations to you to to get you know to the point you are now where you've got a life after colitis and um i think it's important to talk about what um you know now that we know what your life is like and you kind of don't feel burdened by it anymore uh just to end the conversation in terms of what advice would you give to someone who's sitting there watching you talk about how you were able to heal your journey? You know, what would you tell someone who's in a similar place that you were when you were watching the testimony? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's funny, I've reflected on yeah. this because yeah. um, I, I took it all to heart for everyone else who's, who's shared there. Hmm. And um, I think one thing to note is I'm actually a painfully private person and, hmm. um, and I felt a new, I feel a newfound responsibility right, to share my experience with others in a similar position since it's, it is so hard to find yeah. information on a natural solution. So hmm. um, hang it forward for, yeah. for what everyone else, you know, did, did for me. Yes. Um, and, you know, first being, we look uh, at doctors to be the experts, right? And I... I remember my dad saying to me, you know, when I was in the hospital with the best intentions, mm. he said, whatever the doctor tells you, because he knows I'm, I'm stubborn. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I ask a lot of questions, um, but, you know, him traditionally looking and, you know, doctors are the experts in, in the field and in, in my condition and what is happening. Mm. Um, but the reality is that they're not trained in mm. nutrition. Mm. even gastroenterologist who just feels very illogical to to the normal person yeah uh, and that they treat right the symptoms and and not the root cause mm. so if you've come this far if you've <laughs> yeah. found you know like i got health you're watching the testimonial yeah. uh, and you're considering it do it like um it takes discipline uh, it's a long-term commitment there are no quick fixes, right? But the plant-based lifestyle um, doesn't only address, right, you see and Crohn's and chronic disease, but it, your body naturally thrives on it. Mm. Uh, it reduces the risk of, you know, the top causes of death. And 
if you even want to layer in there, you know, it's better for the environment and it's more ethical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really is a win in mm-hmm. every way that, that you look at it. Yeah, it's the only thing I've come across that's for me a triple win. Okay, like there's yeah. win-win situations, but this is win-win-win. Health, environment, and ethics. Like there's nothing, there's nothing bad about it, and I'm yet to come across a single shred of evidence to tell me that it is not a, the right thing to do. You know, no one has ever been able to prove to me that this is something wrong that you're doing by choosing a whole food plant-based stuff. So, um, absolutely, I think that was very well put. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And I yes, I, I think you know I think it should be noted that yes, it, you know you have had, had a lot of courage to come on and talk about your journey, and you are a private person. So I really applaud you um, for having the courage and coming and talking. I'm sure people will really benefit from your story. And um, you know, Sham and I are very proud of you. So well done. Um, you now have a life after colitis. And um, yeah, all the best for the future. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you. All of your help. I, I couldn't have done it without you. And uh, I actually wish found you a year ago. It would have, it would have saved me uh, a little bit of, of pain. But yeah, as we say, it's always the right time. Every time you start something new, it's always the right time. So you, it wasn't the right time a year ago, but it was the right time when you did start. So and you've done it. So well done. <laughs> All right, everyone. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching this video. And um, if you found uh, Nicole's story inspirational please give this video a thumbs up if you have any questions you know feel free to comment on the uh, comment section below and I'll get back to them as soon as I can and if you haven't subscribed to our channel please click on the subscribe button and the little bell notification icon that um, gives you updates on all our recent uploads and you know until next time make sure that you eat plants and lots of them take care <laughs>